You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We're taking you inside the mind of a man. This is How Men Think, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone. Hi, it's Ross Matthews. I don't know if you know who I am, but maybe you saw me on RuPaul's Drag Race as a judge or on Chelsea Lately or the E-Red Carpets, like, you know, Tonight Show with Jay Leno. And now I'm on the Drew Barrymore show every single day. I'm also uh, an author, Man Up and Name Dropper, two of my books. And well, enough about me. I am so happy to be guest hosting How Men Think. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to answer all your questions and try to help you understand how men think. I would like to understand how men think. I have a little insight. Um, but, but first, this is 11 questions with me, Ross Matthews. All right, let's get into it. I, I don't know these questions, but I'm going to answer them and nothing's off uh, um, like off limits. So we're just going to go there. Up first, uh, what am I known for? Well, I, I mean, I just told you. <laughs> uh, who are you in... Uh, Number two, who are you in your personal life? Oh, I'm much uh, n- more normal in my personal life. You know, on television, I wear like, you know, on Drag Race sequins and on uh, Drew Barrymore show, I wear suits. But in real life, I'm like uh, elastic head to toe. I live in Palm Springs for, uh, you know, part of the year and then New York the rest of the year. And um, I really just enjoy being home with my fiance and watching 90 Day Fiance like a normal person. Uh, question number three, the three shows that you are binge watching. Well, hello, 90 day fiance, 90 day, the other way. And before the 90 days. And then I also watched the single life where, um, after the couples inevitably break up after 90 day, they go on that show. <laughs> I know I need to get a life. Don't judge me. Question number four, what is your favorite food? Oh, hands down pizza. I don't really eat it because my body, I'm getting it together. You know, I lost 60 pounds and, um, keeping it off, but, um, I had to break up with pizza. Uh, it was hard for me. And, uh, whenever I see him, it still, still hurts. Uh, number five, tell us about your career. Well, you know, I always wanted to be on television ever since I was a little kid growing up in a farm town. And now I just celebrated 20 years on TV, starting uh, at the tonight show with Jay Leno as a correspondent and, you know, still going, still going. Question number six, what is my biggest fear in life? You know, I, I really think it's not living up to my potential. I, I know that it should be like, heights or something like that. But I used to be afraid of heights until I went skydiving. That'll cure that. Question number seven, what is my biggest pet peeve? Oh, how about people who are like just mean for no reason? Like sometimes, you know, like you have to stand up for yourself or you have to point out that something's wrong or fight injustice and you have to, you know, really go there. But some people are just malicious just for the sake of it. Yeah. I I don't like those people. Question number eight, what makes me the most happy? Oh, you know, oh, a lot makes me happy. Um, my, my fiance and, and our, the life we built makes me really happy and proud. My dogs make me happy. I have three little rescue chihuahuas who are like, so unbelievably cute. And then, you know, I think we all have a purpose here. My purpose is to like communicate and make people smile. I think so when I'm on stage, and I'm creating a moment with an audience um, or even on like my podcast, Straight Talk or here with you all. 
creating and connecting is why I'm here. And that makes me happy. Question number nine, what is my ideal Saturday morning? Oh, please. Okay. I am up early. Cause I went to bed early. You know what I mean? I am. I live my life like an active senior citizen. So I am up early. I get so much done by 10 AM. Uh, and then at 10 AM home goods open. So girl, you know, I'm a home goods. Cause I need some sort of tchotchke for that shelf right there. It's been driving me crazy. So, um, and then I got a, uh, brunch, <laughs> which is just a way of life. Hello, homosexual. And, um, then, uh, I, you know, nap, try <laughs> to do a little nap. And if I'm in Palm Springs, I hit the penny slots, uh, or I go, uh, antiquing <laughs> and, um, here in New York, you know, we just, uh, try to stay warm cause it's freezing. Number 10, what, uh, what am I more of an athlete or an armchair quarterback? Uh, I mean, okay. I think these are metaphors. So, cause I'm not an athlete, but in life, am I a doer or am I sit back and critiquer? Oh, I'm a doer. And then I'll critique it. And question number 11, what keeps me motivated? Well, it's the same thing. It relates back to what my biggest fear is. What keeps me motivated is to reach my potential, to do what I am meant to do here on this earth. So um, uh, I keep trying. I don't like a work in progress. I like the idea of perfection in progress because I don't think we ever achieve it, but we can always keep trying. All right. That's enough for me, though, because I know you have questions and you've been hitting up the Instagram, how men think. So coming up, mm -hmm, we're turning it around on you. I'm going to be answering your questions. <laughs> Again, me, Ross Matthews, guest hosting How Men Think this week, and we have turned the reins over to you. You have questions for me. These have been written in on the Instagram, How Men Think. Let's get going. Here's our first question. It says, Ross, you're the life of the party. Well, thanks for noticing. Have you always been this outgoing? Do you guys like it when a girl is the life of the party or is it intimidating? Well, okay. Mm -hmm, that's a two-parter. So have I always been this outgoing? Girl, I've just always been me. You know what I mean? And I remember there was a time when, um, I realized like how different I was from everybody else. And I thought, Oh, I could really just hate myself or I could just be all in. And it was so much easier just to be all in. Right. It took so much more effort to hate. So uh, I've just always been like this. And then do people like it when other people are the, uh, the life of the party or, in, or is it intimidating? It depends on the person. Um, some, some people are really turned off by it because it, brings a spotlight onto them. They don't like, or maybe they're competitive about the spotlight. So I think it's better when relationships have a, a flower and a gardener. Have you heard that, that, uh, metaphor before, uh, where one person likes the spotlight and the other person loves to be a support system. If you can find that sort of dynamic, you've got, you've got a good relationship going. All right. Next question. When did you know you were ready to settle down? Was it full speed ahead once you were ready? Or did you ever second guess making your relationship official. Well, uh, for me and my fiance Wellington, it was a no brainer. Uh, we met, uh, it started with a breakfast burrito, uh, on a rooftop pool in Puerto Vallarta. It was like nine in the morning and I saw him and we started talking and it felt like I had known him my whole life. And so no, I didn't pump any break. Are you kidding? When you win the lottery, what do you do? You rush to put that check in the bank. So, uh, about a year into our relationship, I put a ring on it and now we're planning the wedding. Next question. You're a homeowner. Uh, how do you make sure your home feels equally like one partner's home as the others? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I've, you know, I've had many homes, uh, but this is the first time that I bought a home with somebody. Uh, my fiance and I just purchased a new home on the East coast. 
I'll always still live in Palm Springs, but, uh, the home is beautiful and it is important. You cannot be overbearing when you are decorating a home or it's going to feel like one person is a guest in a home. So, you know, I think you have to have equal part power of veto <laughs> where, uh, if, if I like something and I want it and my fiance Wellington vetoes it, it's, it's sorry, you're not coming home with us. So you don't have to love everything hundred percent, but you do have to have that ultimate power to say, nope. Next question. As a judge of RuPaul's drag race, you watch how others express themselves. How do you help a partner that doesn't know how to express their needs and wants? Well, girl, I don't know how to help you because if you're with a partner that doesn't know how to express what they need and want, then your partner needs to do work on themselves because I don't think you're capable of being in a grown-up relationship if you are not a fully formed version of yourself. And it sounds like maybe the person you're with needs a little time back in the oven to fully bake. All right, next question. What if a guy is not funny through text at the beginning of the talking stage? Is this a red flag if I'm looking for a fun and adventurous partner? I don't know if it's a red flag. Some people are good text. Like, you know, I give good text. I have to say my punctuation is on point. Thank you very much. And I'm able to use alliteration and emojis to be hilarious, but maybe that's not the right forum. I would certainly give this person a chance IRL in real life before you discard them. But I will say no sense of humor is always a red flag up next. As a woman in my thirties, I'm so over being single. Am I settling if I reevaluate my standards? If I do reevaluate my standards, will I be unhappy in my future relationship? You know, we talk about this on the Drew Barrymore show all the time. Drew talks about when she was younger, she wanted a bad boy and, uh, you know, someone with edge. And now the only priority she has is, are you nice? So I don't think you're settling at all by reevaluating your standards. Think about it. You're in your thirties now. You probably uh, have been into the same type of person or same type of guy since you were like in your teens and your twenties. How's that working out for you? So I think you do need to reapproach dating as somebody in your thirties. Now, just like we reapproach food, right? We used to eat bags of Funyuns, girl, I have been there, Cheetos, hi. Um, but that's junk food. And what that does to your body now is like, you know, you eat a whole pizza, you're gonna be on the toilet the next day, just uncomfy. And you have to think about that with men as well because men can be junk food. It may feel really good in the moment, but then you're on the emotional toilet for a week or two after. So how about just doing things that are good for us, whether it's food or people. So if that means reevaluating, I'm all in for that. Well, that was fun. Thanks for your questions. And next coming up, we're hitting the phones. That's right. You're calling me. We're going to do this live. Nothing's off limits. It's Ross Matthews on how men think. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Roz? I am phenomenal. Now, how can I help you today? Well, so, okay. My friends and I have been talking and we've come to the consensus that we all agree it's okay to check our boyfriend's phones. What? Um, check your check your check your boyfriend's phone, like pick it up and know the password. Uh, so and like when he's it? not looking to just uh -huh. kind of give him a little glance, like kind of like pick it up and, you know, try to see what kind of information we can get out of it. But you, mm -hmm. I, have I feel kind of guilty doing it. Um, yeah, I and I, I don't know, like, I know my friends say that it's fine, 
but um, I don't know. I just feel kind of weird. So I, I'm not quite sure if I'm the right here. And, um, you know, if he found out, do you think he would be mad? Um, I mean, we're in a relationship and, and we're on paper sharing exactly everything. But, you know, is there a, a better way to check his phone without him finding out? And like, if if I did find something, like, should I confront him? Like, I, I feel like I'm just presented with all these different problems and I feel kind of guilty. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you trust your boyfriend? I do. I do. And like, I think it's just, I'm just, I'm a bit of a snoop. Um, and it's not so much that I feel like I'm going to find that he's, you know, cheating on me or something, but like, I just kind of like want to see surprises before they happen. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like I'm, pre- I'm approaching this in a more innocent way, but I mean, Am I still the jerk in this? Yes, you are the jerk in this. No. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. Because no. if, yes, you are. Because if you trust your boyfriend, then you need to trust your boyfriend. You can't say you trust somebody and then check their phone. So this is on you. But I mean, if he leaves it out. It's not it's not like he's hiding it. So I'm just I'm just checking. Well, he leaves it out because he trusts you not to check his phone. Hmm. So if you have a reason to not to not trust your boyfriend, the grown up thing to do is to ask your boyfriend about that reason. I think, I think checking somebody's phone is one of the most vile things you can do because you're not using your grown up girl. You want, you want the answer. You want me to agree with you? No, no. I just hate the answer. No, I, fair enough. This is no, it is such an invasion of privacy. And if you have an issue or a concern or a question for your boyfriend, use your grown up words and ask him about it. That seems like the right thing to do, Mm -hmm. but that's hard. (laughs) Well, who said being a grown up was easy? No one. <laughs> no one. That's why kids don't do it. But now you are. You are a grown up. You're in a grown up relationship. If the, if and if you want this to go anywhere with him, do not. This is violate. true. I don't. I don't want this to be like a a bone of contention. Like I don't want him to to find out that I've been sneaky, mm-hmm. even if I feel it was in good intentions. But you're right. I should just. Yeah. I should just talk to him. Because in an adult relationship, he's just going to tell me the truth. A hundred percent. And and if you're uh, not capable of not checking his phone, then you're not capable of being in an adult relationship. So just sit in that. Okay. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. You got (laughs) this. I appreciate it. Yes. Uh Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Don't do it. No, thanks so much, Katie, and good luck to you and your boyfriend. Thank you, Ross. I'm, I feel pretty good, you know, (laughs) you know, aside from what I've done, but you know, I feel good about our future. So I appreciate that. All right. Well, you keep calling in if you need, need any more help, but be a good trusting person. All right. Up next. Hi, Sarah. It's Ross. How can I help you? Well, I'm a woman who is type A, someone who likes to have plans and always follows through. And if a date flakes on me once, should I give him a second chance or should I just say bye, bye, bye? I mean, how many chances are too many chances or am I being too harsh? Well, okay. It's sort of a gut thing, right? Because legitimately things can come up and people have to cancel last minute. Right. So if you feel like, Hmm, this is, this is, this is real deal stuff. Then I would say, give him another chance. But if you just think this person is a flake, 
that, I mean, it's okay to be like, bye because you know, we are all really busy. I mean, I got a lot going on. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, you're kind of just saying, uh, follow my gut, right? That's exactly what I'm saying. You know, because there's no, there's no right. There's no yes or no to this because sometimes things come up. I've had to cancel things before. I'm sure you have too, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I think there's, there's a lot to your intuition. So is there a guy in particular this happened recently? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's happened a few times, but yes, recently. And he just said it was a mix up, you know, he thought it was another day, but I mean, it's, it's so inconvenient and disappointing when that happens, even just once. It does. But do you feel like he was being sincere? Um, I actually do this time. I think, you know, I think he was, so maybe I should just give him another chance. Yeah. One, one more chance. You get one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If I think if, if you feel like their, their intentions are real and, and they're, and they're legit, then yeah, I would give them another chance. Okay. Well, thank you. That helps me. Yeah. All right. I, I wish you luck, you know, and I will tell you this, the fact that you're open to giving someone else another chance is a really good sign for you in love because that um, you're going to have to do that when you find even the right person. Um, sometimes people need a take two. Well, that is true. It's tough out there, but you got to give people a break sometimes and hope that they do the same for you. Right. (laughs) Word, Sarah, word. All right. Thank you. And good luck to you. Thanks so much. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Next caller, Catherine, it's Ross. Hi. Um, I'm so excited. Sorry. I'm excited Um, too. And how how can I help you? Um, well, I guess I, I grew up in a pretty traditional, like conservative household. Um, and like when I reached the age where I was allowed to date, I was always really nervous to tell my parents like who I was interested in. Mm, how um, old was that? What, how old when you were allowed to date? Um, 17. <laughs> 17. So like you were seeing all your friends yeah. at like 14, 15, 16, like go on dates, experience, like probably get their first kiss. And you were just sitting there like twiddling your thumbs. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of my friends also grew up in pretty conservative households too. So, Mm. you know, it, it it wasn't, I didn't feel like out of the loop, I guess um, Mm -hmm. until I, yeah. Yeah. But um, I guess I never really cared about like what anybody's gender was, you know, I cared about like who they were on the inside. And then um, this past year um, I met this, I met this girl (laughs) and like, I really fell for her like really hard. I love um, that. And um, yeah, we do. <laughs> um, and like we've been together every day, um, you know, since we met. And I'm so scared um, to tell my parents about her. Um, yeah. I just all, all the questions, like all the judgment, um, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I just want to know, like, is there, is there ever going to be a good time to tell them? Like, there's not going to be a good there's not going to be a good time or a right time but there is going to be the best way okay and the best way is you have to steady yourself for whatever reaction you know because because i it could go in a variety of different ways right so you need to prepare yourself for that it's one of the burdens that comes with being um 
a person who is in same sex relationships, or Mm -hmm. I I don't, I don't want to label you, but I can tell you my experience when I came out as gay to my family. One of the things I had to reckon or reconcile was the the thought that I may lose my family to be who I am. Yeah. I was very lucky. I was very lucky that my family um, was, was wonderful, wonderful, but I also didn't come from a deeply religious family. So you need to, if you're going to be who you are, which I suggest that you do and Mm -hmm. be with who you love, I think that's the best way to live. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you need to steady yourself for the possibility that people may not, uh, welcome that even in your family. I would like to think that your family's going to rise up to this moment. And I really hope they do. And they sound like they did a good job raising you. You sound like a really good human. So I think it takes good humans to make good humans. <laughs> so I would um, anticipate them to be able to rise up to meet you here, but also steady yourself in case they can't. That's just the reality of it. Okay. 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 And no um, matter what, no matter what, listen to me, listen to me say <laughs> this. Okay. No matter what, know that you are perfect as is and that your love is so special. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And good luck to you, Catherine. And I'm so happy you found someone that uh, makes you sound like that because I can't see you, but I can hear you smiling when you talk about her. Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. And good luck to you. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Next on the line. Let's say hi to Jennifer. Hi. Well, thanks for calling in. And how can I help you? Okay. So I need some advice. Um, I'm someone who's really into fashion. Oh, fun. I, yeah. I love to dress up and I, I'm really, oh, I'm sorry. It's my alarm. Oh, no, I, I, I hope that was <laughs> you wearing like something with bells on it. Is that what, <laughs> what that was? Yeah. Oh, that's my phone. Sorry. Oh, no worries. Um, what are you wearing right now? Can I ask you, Jennifer, if you're into fashion, like what I, what outfit do you have on today? Okay, so I have these nice high-waisted, um, like, they're pants, but they're, like, um, cinched in the waist. They have a button. They're, like, emerald green kind of, like, army pants. Cute. But, like, but like you know, like, the baggy kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, a nice little, like, it's like a, it's like a, cam- it's like a cami, but it's, like, a, has embroidered stuff on it. Um, cami as in camisole, is that what you're saying? Yeah. I but love that you, I love that you abbreviated camisole for that for me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I like a visual. And what kind of shoe would you pair with this outfit? Oh, you know, like a nice black standard boot tight on mm-hmm. the ankle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the pants obviously are free to be Understood. over. <laughs> Understood. Myself, I'm wearing a silk button up um, under a cardigan or a cardi. Um, that's green, black, brown sleeves and a purple back. Isn't that interesting? It's like yeah. a patchwork thing. Yeah. Okay. Let's focus now, yeah. Jennifer, you're into fashion. What are you I calling about? I love purple okay. too. I usually look like Barney where I wear purple. So I, I try to use it sparingly. Jennifer, yeah. focus. Yeah. What do you need from me? <laughs> okay. So I'm really creative with my outfits. You know that, um, but I'm having a hard time with the men I'm dating and their mm-hmm. fashion sense. Cause I'm really, it's something I focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like, I really find a guy attractive unless he's really dressed impeccably. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if like, I'm being too picky or how I can deal with that. Like, mm-hmm. is it rude to tell somebody that like, I don't like his wardrobe and like, how do I inch him into good taste when he has horrible taste or like, 
I don't know, like, are there nice phrases that I can suggest, like, if he's wearing an ugly shirt or pants or, like, I don't like shoes or I don't know how to approach this dilemma. Well, a couple, a couple things. Okay, I'm going to break a couple things down. One, who asked you about his clothes for starters? Who asked? Maybe he likes it, right? So yeah. you, you cannot try to date a version of yourself because um, there's only one of you, right? So you need to be open to meeting somebody who has their own definition of good taste because, because like, you, you know, you don't make the rules, right? Yeah. Uh, let me give you an example. We have different areas of interest and it doesn't mean we're not compatible. If your hearts and your rhythms and your personalities are compatible, it's kind of a beautiful thing to be very different. For example, I know I'm like an encyclopedia of pop culture knowledge. My fiance Wellington, he's an academic. He doesn't know anything of anybody, what anybody is. We went to dinner with Rosie O'Donnell one, one time and my friend and I was like, oh, Rosie, you know, and he's like, oh yeah. So we had this great dinner and afterwards he said she's so nice I go yeah he goes she doesn't look like she looked on the sitcom and I said no talk show and he goes no sitcom Roxanne and I was like okay you're so wrong on so many levels you thought that was Roseanne Barr but it was Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> and like, but my but my point is that, so he doesn't know my world that's so bad <laughs> and he's not like me but that doesn't mean that that he's not perfect for me so if you were to find a guy who was wearing God forbid, pleated khakis and like a, like a gray polo. And why, I mean, can you, can you even imagine like a Velcro shoe? Like you kind of have to find the beauty in his differences with you. If his heart is pure, if his intentions are pure. And if he shows up for you in a beautiful way, like who cares? Yeah. It's just like, I notice it and it bothers me. Well, there's probably things about you that bother him. Yeah. So I think it's okay for you to say like, babe, I hate those pants, but are you happy in those pants? Okay. Congratulations (laughs) on your pants. Now, like, let's go to lunch. You know, I don't think you need to sit there and stew with it or resent him for his pleated khakis. You can say it, but if he hasn't, and you know, he'll, you know, he'll probably say, oh, can you pick some out for me? Cause I don't even care. Yeah. And then there's your opening, but like to like look at him and roll your eyes and resent him for wearing that is not healthy to just be open and be like, babe, those pants gots to go. And if you take offense, then, then you say, God bless your pants. If those make you happy, then wear them every day. But um, my, my guess is he's probably going to like not even notice and say like, okay, you pick out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you just saying that it makes me think, oh, I should have more of a comedic flair on this. Like be really honest about it just put yeah. it out there. Cause I get nervous about being honest and maybe it's better if I just say, I don't like those pants. Like, where'd you get them? Yeah. So here's my question for you. You say, this is an interesting, you say, I get nervous being honest. Yeah. Cause okay. I feel like I don't want to hurt his feeling or like anybody's feelings. You know? Yes. But when you're partnering with somebody, you've got to say my fiance Wellington calls it, a, you have to have courageous conversations. So when you say I'm nervous to be honest, then you've got some, some work to do on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because my question is you're nervous of what? To hurt his feelings. And then what happens if you hurt his feelings? Um, he gets offended and doesn't, you know, want to be with me. Do you want to be with someone who want, doesn't want to be with you at your authentic? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess like, I'm aware of how, I mean, I've had people in the past have, you know, they've had bad reactions to me picking out what they don't like, what I don't like, you know, 
and what they're wearing and then they're just offended and they're like you know curse at me (laughs) well that's Um, unfortunate because because if you're being honest with someone with good intentions and kindness that can only lead to a better place and a better understanding, but you've got to go in. You have to say it with love, say it with kindness and say it with good intentions. So if you, if you want to say something, if you need to say something, you do it that way. But my, my question too, is like, is he a good human who makes you feel good? Yeah. Yeah. So far. So far. So, you know, maybe, maybe we focus on that and not on the terrible style. (laughs) Okay. 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 Thank you. Thank you. And good luck to you. Thanks. Have a good day. Mm -hmm. You too. And finally, let's say hello to Kelly. Hi there. Hi. How are you? I'm wonderful and I'm here to help. Uh, This is how men think. So let, let me, let me take a swing at it. What do you need? I am exhausted. Like I'm on the dating apps and it is rough out here. Um, Mm. The dating app I'm on it requires the woman to send the first message. And I really put like time and thought into it to come up with these like funny and witty lines. I, I mean, I definitely think they're funny and witty, but <laughs> I literally like it's silent on the other end. And mm. I, I don't know, like, should I just be more casual? Is this just intimidating to guys? Or what are some like fun and like funny and cute or like sexy lines that I can send to actually like get some attention in return or like, I'm lost. Oh God. You know, it is so tough out there and the apps, I think just make it worse because it almost takes like this, like the, the humanity out of it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I would honestly like, okay. I think you have to take a multi-pronged approach at dating. I think you have to hit the apps and multiple apps because you need different approaches, right? So the app you're on, the, uh, the woman is supposed to say hello first. Okay, great. Do that. You got to get another ones too, you know? Um, because I just think, you know, if you were like fishing for fish, right. And you had multiple poles, why not throw them all out there to catch Mm -hmm. the right one. Right. And then I also need you to be out there in the real world too. And I know right now that's sort of tough because the world's shut down in many ways, but it's, you know, it's still doable. You know, the pilgrims just put the hair on a pony and a little lip gloss on and they went and sat at a bar and ordered a cocktail and like let the whole place know they were by themselves. You know, I think you got to do that more. So many times people go out with a group of friends. No one hits on you in a group of friends. You've got to go by yourself into the real world and look up. Don't be on your phone. Just look up and be there. You will be shocked at how many people you'll meet IRL in real life. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, are oh, you, are you open so to important. trying, are you open to trying another app? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I didn't really think about that, but you're, you're right. I mean, maybe it's the approach within itself that just isn't working for me or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I should try a variety and see like, if I'm getting different responses or feedback in other places. I mean, totally. I like the idea but, of like having one attitude on, on one app and then like a slightly different version of yourself. I mean, it's all you, right. But like, you know, there's you at work and there's you, um, at the club, right. Very different me. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if one of your apps is like you at work, I mean, there's no issue. And I'm not saying like, you know, ho, ho down. I'm just saying like, you know, maybe like highlight another aspect of your personality in another app. Yeah. It's a good idea. 
Mm-hmm. And then a lot of work. You, it is a lot of work, but what, okay. But anything you want in life that is worth it is work. You know, finding a partner is work because you've got to get out of the house. You've mm-hmm. got to, you've got to be present. You can't be like on, on Instagram, you know, scrolling, you got to be present. You have to be interested. You have to be interesting. You have to show up and you have to have follow through. It is not easy work finding the love of your life, but it is all worth it. Oh, thanks for reminding me of that part. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not worried about you, Kelly. I'll tell you why. Because you've identified the problem. Mm-hmm. You've identified that like you're putting this effort out there and not getting a return. So you need to change your approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just like you would with anything else in the world, you know? So I think you've got this. And, uh, there are some people who, um, I would like sit and like really lecture. You're not going to be one of them. Thanks. I guess I'll just create some more profiles and make some fun out of it. Yeah. And go out in the, through the real world too. Okay. Yeah. And be present. Yeah. Don't go out with a group <laughs> of friends. Like I said, go there, sit there, make some eye contact, look around, smile at people. Um, you know, that's how they used to do it back in the cave days. And so let's do it that way again. Okay. I'll make it okay. fun. Yes. And have fun with it. How, yeah. Really? I know it's like, it feels like you're running to something, but you got to enjoy the journey. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the motivation. I'm going to, I'll do it. I'll okay, do good, it. Good luck. And if you want to hoe down, you should hoe down too, if you want to. I might have to do that too. Just a little bit. <laughs> never, a little, a little hoe down never hurt anybody. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. Good luck to you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Well, this has been so much fun, um, you know, getting to know you. Have you get to know me a little bit more? Taking your calls was my favorite part. So thank you for all of you who reached out. If you want to hang out with me more, you can do it every single weekday on the Drew Barrymore show. And of course, on RuPaul's Drag Race airing now season 14, Fridays at eight on VH1. Or you can listen to my podcast, Straight Talk with Ross Matthews. And until next time, have fun, you guys, and be safe. This is How Men Think, an iHeartRadio London audio production. Listen each Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.